Hey guys, this week we mess around in the beginning and have some fun, but then we go straight into self-defense and whether or not a Christian should use it. From there, we start talking about how it might be a little bit more serious of a topic for girls and what they go through. So this week, we're going to be talking about why did um, Eve fold up Adam? For real, why oh, did did that? Eve fold up Adam? And why wasn't Adam checking Wham his girl? Are we sure that Adam up? didn't fold up Eve? Let's talk about that. Can we talk about my theory? So I have a theory, right? So why do we think that it's called Adam's apple, right? If it was oh, Eve, that <laughs> Casey's heard this already. Oh if it was on my Eve couch, that ate said, the fruit. <laughs> if it was Eve that ate the fruit, why do men's have an Adam's apple, right? Because we can already, we can relate a lot of things that happen in the Bible to things in Adam, like in our anatomy that correlates you know that you have we, too we much have time in the shower <laughs> she be, you're not she wrong you're not wrong <laughs> i wonder if eve if adam's adam's apple oh hey, yeah all i'm like, gonna say come on now. is Let's adam about that. trusted his wife but eve trusted a talking snake all I want to say is that God trusted the man, and the man failed by yeah, not watching his surroundings. Period. What, all what, of the where your ribs go? Why your rib going over there? Exactly. What why you not watching, you watching your own rib? No. See, <laughs> the man never folded up. Women do not have to pay for their consequences. The woman was always there in the ear. Uh, the woman was always there in the man's ear. Hey, but all hey, of us. Bro, bro. Tommy. Hey, literally, this man literally said. Nah, I, I don't want to have to say what I have to say because there be girls listening. <laughs> no, bro, but like, I'm not being a simp. But, but, but if Adam told doing, his John? wife all the things that God told him, she probably wouldn't have done that. No. This is what would have happened. He would have told her how to do it, and then she would have been like, stop being toxic. You know, you don't tell me what to do. Bruh. Girl boss. I don't know, bro. Alexis tried to hit you. She I really don't know, did. man. From all if, the way over here. If Adam would have done his job and we said, right? exactly. Right. And if he would have told his wife, where's the leadership in the man? He Why wasn't he leading his wife? Guys, hashtag Team Tommy in the comments. Hashtag Team Tommy in the comments. He is for us. Leave an orange cat in the chat. Leave an orange cat in the comments. If if you support Tommy, there's no orange cat emoji. Yeah, there is. Yes, there is. Let's prove them wrong, girl. I'm a cat lady. I know if there's there cat is. emojis. There is. An they got a black cat. one and they got an orange one. <laughs> Sup? Y'all, I'm so sorry they that y'all have to listen to this cat, every week. Uh, they got cat emojis. <laughs> <laughs> they got multiple cat emojis. Anyways, let's get into some real talk. Come on, Ricardo. What you got? Yeah, let's get into something serious. Like, boom, boom, like, boom, boom. <laughs> if we had, let's get, like let's that? get into something serious. Like, if we had belly, if we have belly buttons or not. If Adam and Eve had a belly button. Girl, <laughs> don't even get me tripped up on that because I feel like they didn't have an, okay, a belly button because like, they, they were not attached to the umbilical cord. Yeah, they don't have no belly button. Like you're right, but also. If they're the template, why wouldn't they also have belly buttons? Exactly. I'm in a dilemma. That's going to be my first question when I get to heaven. 
Yeah, right. God, okay, that's Men's fine. Students. My life went the way it went. Why but do we have belly buttons? That's our umbilical that's cord. Umbilical cord. <laughs> Where you cut off the umbilical cord. That's what's left. So, listen. An indent or an Audi. For real, though. A real topic, guys. Come on. Last week, we were having a, I would say, personal conversation about um, self-defense and whether it was Christian in our perspectives on how that relates to our views of Christianity. So let me ask you guys, what are your thoughts on self-defense as a Christian man or woman? I think that you should defend yourself by keeping a knife on you at all times. And if somebody tries you, to an extent. I think we all have the right to bear arms. We all have a right to bear arms. No, I don't know. If you can. This is a weird question, but anyways, it's it's just a weird question. We might need something it's else. It's valid though. It's a valid question. Like, are you saying just like, or should Christians like carry guns, should carry knives, things like that? I think yes, because you can't be stupid at the end of the day. I mean, like, you know, we're not intentionally trying to like kill people like that, but at the end of the day, the reality of life is sometimes there's bad people out there in the world who are like can attack you and have attacked people so I think it's better to be safe than sorry in terms of like being prepared and having your defenses up and if you happen to want to use a gun you can if you happen to want to have a knife you can if you happen to want to know karate you can or some like you know some type of self-defense like that if you happen to want to have mace or things like that like it's just common sense to me especially as a single lady like that's like a must to have at least some kind of weapon on you like that's just the sad reality of our world honestly i doordash on the side and you know you make the best money when you go out late at night i'm sorry and you know as a woman if i'm going out by myself late at night there was actually one occasion there's been multiple occasions but i'll bring up one to where I was like, yeah, I'm definitely glad I have this knife. Because I was walking and this dude was following me to my car out of this apartment complex. And I was like, mm-mm, you ain't about to catch me slipping. And he was trying to speed up to me. And, you know, you can tell when someone's following you because I was trying to make a little turn. Nah, you follow me, bro. So I'm opening this door. I turn around. I said, I'm going to stab you. I'm not <laughs> he said, I, I'm going to head out. And then he turned around and went back home. You just have to act bigger than that. Now, if they say, do we, or something like that, you know, you better zoom away because, you know, you just have to act. It's like a grizzly bear. You know what I'm saying? You have to act bigger than them and act about it. And usually they'll leave you alone because they think you're crazy. So when it comes to self-defense, um, <laughs> you know, let's say, by the way, that's a great story, you know. Applause for that. And apparently, <laughs> it's not. It, that's that, that's a pretty common thing. Apparently. Yeah, it's very common. When it comes to self-defense, let's say you know somebody's like potentially about to harm you, and you're defending yourself. Uh, and let's say you kill them, whether with a knife or a gun. In y'all's uh, opinion, do y'all think like is there any condemnation for that? Is there anything wrong with that? The fact that you killed them in self-defense. Were they finna kill me? Were they Were they about to kill me? Like I mean, the, we don't we don't know like the future if they're gonna kill you, but like, like you, you felt like they were gonna harm you basically. No, I don't think it's wrong then. 
I think that I think that whenever if someone if my life is literally at danger, my life or for example like when I have kids, my kids life and my family, then I think it's my job to protect myself and my family the best way I can. Obviously, it would be my last resort. Okay, obviously. But if it were if it were somebody in my home or something's going on or I really feel like my life is at risk, then I don't see a problem in it. Now, there's a lot of Christians that would hear a story like yours, Casey, or perhaps Kiri's, and say, you're lacking faith. What? That is it. What is your response? I mean, What is I your response like, to a yeah. Christian that thinks this way? Yeah, you can have faith, but God didn't say to be stupid. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah. like, he doesn't want you to be dumb. You have to know the realities of the world. Mm-hmm. And for women, like, a lot of times it's not even at nighttime sometimes where you just have to have your defenses up and your guard up. That's just the reality of our sinful world. Mm-hmm. So Alexa said, if somebody was threatening my life, my family's life, a friend's life, or even a complete stranger's life, honestly, if like I would never want to see somebody get in attacked or hurt. Like I would step in for them in all honesty. And I don't think there would be con- condemnation on me if I if I happen to kill them because I mean they're they're attacking you they're already on this like ill intent so it's just like a consequence of their action in all I know that sounds bad but I know what you guys are saying because some people don't believe in like some Christians don't believe in like carrying weapons and things like that like having that faith but to me that's just not practical and there's this movie called Hackshaw Ridge that's a crazy movie it's a really good story but it's this guy who who, like back in the day he's like in the army or whatever and he was this devout Christian and he believed that Christians shouldn't carry weapons and he's in the whole army and he refused to like carry a gun and to have a gun it's a really amazing story because he ends up like saying his whole his whole troops like hundreds of people but that's just crazy I mean, God will still provide, but I don't. I just don't think he wants you to be stupid. Those people have attitude or just trust God. And if they keep up that same that same train of thought, they will have to have that same um, ideas regarding medicine. Oh, just trust God. Just leave it up to God. When really God has given us a gift and he has given us tools, which in that situation will be medicine. But, it, but in the situation that we are talking about is our our gift of self-defense and our gift of weapons and all that stuff. Some, I'm sure there are some Christians out there that think, oh, man, this guy is beating me up, and they're literally punching me in the face. Oh, I guess the Lord, you know, wanted me to do this or go through this. So uh, <laughs> The Lord wanted Lord. me to get punched today. Oh, what can I say? <laughs> I mean, there are some Christians like that. It's that crazy, that. yeah. The Bible just does call us to take care of others and to look you know uh, speak up for the, the the people who don't have a voice and that's in the situations like those where you are uh defending your congregation your family and stuff like that that's exactly what you're doing you're you're defending their lives another question so let's say you're using like a gun to defend yourself is it christian to like aim for the leg and not specifically for their like chest where you could much more likely kill them when it comes to situations like that um you don't aim for the leg like 
because that's just not a practical thing to do. When you're in that situation, aiming for a leg, even though they do it in the movies, that is not that's not a thing. It's and it's not really a thing if you just go to the range and be like, "All right, I'm gonna shoot his leg." It's not as it's not as easy as it seems, and especially when your adrenaline is up and your heart rate's up and all that stuff. What you do is you practice for the chest, which you know not only is that deadly, but it's the biggest target, and that's why people do it. This topic is a very mm, it's a hard topic because, man. <sighs> That's where you kind of like get me thinking because the uh, the clear answer for me at first is yes, of course, defend yourself. Of course, you should be able to carry, of course, all these things. But then I get to the point where, OK, if I was in the situation personally and I was like, OK, um, somebody's coming into my home. Am I going to shoot with the intent to kill or not? And now I'm just like. I don't know. I don't know which one would be right or wrong because I don't know if I could like I don't know if if I could like live. I'm sorry. I'm really trying to like get get like my thoughts together when I'm saying this. It's like but should you show mercy to that person exactly. who's attacking you? When you are shooting, you you're you're not really shooting to kill. You're shooting to to neutralize the threat. But if you if you're having the mindset when you're going into it that I should shoot them, I shouldn't shoot them in the leg, I should shoot them in the chest because they could sue against me that to me that's that's intending that you're shooting to kill. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. I agree. Going with Tommy, yeah. That's wow. what I'm that's what I'm like saying. And like, I don't I don't agree with that. But this right, like if I one. if I shoot someone, I'm going to try everything in my power to not kill them. Yeah, I'm just doing it to get them away. Exactly. And I understand just to I understand myself. the the repercussions of that and how much danger I could truly put myself in because they could sue me and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But then I'm just like, Lord, like, you knew my heart. Like, hopefully the Lord just, like, really comes through and, like, helps me out in that case because I don't think that I could feel right knowing that I really intended to do that. Like, who an eye for an eye, like, you know what I'm saying, type stuff, okay, you're coming for me, of course I need to get you away from me, but I'm gonna kill you, dude, like, to me, it's just, that's a little, like, much for me personally, like, I can see where people are coming from, but it's too much for me. Right, and I need to be, like, a thousand percent, if, even, yeah, because what if, what if I am gonna shoot someone, exactly, like, I need to be a hundred percent positive that they were actually gonna harm me, they were actually gonna do something like try to kill me or something because I don't want to be the cause for like a death just because someone was looking at me funny or just because mm-hmm. they were like walking up slowly to me in like a dark alley or something what I don't know what if you exactly. I don't it's know tough. what it's a really tough their situation call. is I don't know why they were walking in an alley in the, in the dark but who's to say that they were gonna shoot me what if he was just a hash hashing slasher like mm. what am I gonna do just yeah. like shoot right, him and that's it and that's the issue of it because a lot of times when you're trying to like make that discernment in your head like am i really in harm at that point it's like too late a lot of times to be able to like make that whole discernment and then also protect yourself also do it in a way it's where you're not you know murdering the other person you know in all those cases so and that's why in these in these cases it's very easy for us to say what we would and wouldn't do but you truly don't know until you get into that into that space i'm a true believer in that like i don't i can only say what I think I would do or how I hope I would respond, but I truly will never know what I would actually do until I'm put in that position. You know, you know, one time my friend said, 
He's like, if someone ever comes into my house and, you know, he's like, I'm going to hold him at gunpoint and everything. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, I'm going to hold him at gunpoint. Then I'm going to be like, you know the Lord? And I'm like, no. And he says, no, I'm going to lead him to the Lord. Then I'm going to shoot him. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Same he's out of what? pocket. He's out of pocket. I, I was like, what? Yeah. That, uh, that's out of pocket. Crazy. So hey, he going to heaven. It's true. Do you accept? True. Do you accept the Lord Savior Jesus Christ? Good. That's Boom. insane. Amen. Nah, that's foul. That's that is terrible. insane. Um, but <laughs> yeah, for real, they might go to heaven. But I don't know. I'm not sure about you. I'm not <laughs> sure about you, brother. <laughs> but I mean, to give a different perspective, you know, most of the people at this, you know, in this podcast, grew up in Texas. Yeah. Is yeah. that correct? Yeah. Y'all so, are Texans. For the most part of my life, yeah. You guys, y'all are yeehaws. Yeehaw. Yeah. So they're yeehaws. And so they're yeehaws, and we have a Girl, you're still a yeehaw. I'm from Wisconsin, yeah. but I've been here long. And we have so been here for a long time. A Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Alexis, yeah. Casey's a yeehaw now. You, exactly. So you. I said, don't deny your yeehaw citizenship. And I, okay. and I should deny my Seattle roots? That's no, crazy. No, never. No, no, no. Never. You said what you said. You said, never. no, you're still a yeehaw. Yeah. Listen, yeah. Seattle's I'm not. lame. Deny. Listen. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Fabio. You shouldn't um, deny your roots, so, but you have the yeehaw you know, sta- staple. No. <laughs> the yeehaw staple. Well, you guys grew up, you know, being exposed to different types of, um, what do you say? Arms. Oh, different forms. Edit this good. Sorry. Oh, different, different forms of self-defense. Don't keep that in, please. Yes. I'm, I'm gonna keep that in. I have to. Listen now. Let's talk about a little different perspective, which is Johnny and I, who grew up in little town Iowa. <laughs> Which we grew up over there. I mean, we were there for what, 12 years of our lives? 13 years of our lives? And let me tell you, pretty much, I mean, yeah. We were minimally, like minimally exposed to weapons. Yeah. Minimally. The only time I saw a gun was when it was on the waist of a cop. And And, or a hunter. Or a hunter. Because hunting is super popular over there. Now, does that mean that there was people carrying illegal guns? Sure, there was probably people carrying illegal guns or something. But we were not exposed to these type of things at all until I moved to Texas and realized that everybody was carrying, everybody had a gun, and it was, like, crazy. Like, like if you don't have a gun, what are you doing type of stuff? If you don't have a gun, you're don't not Don't mess valid. with Texas. My dad, Basically. My dad never had guns. He actually, this is a side note. But he actually has swords. <laughs> swords. Okay, that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. Okay, but that's kind of cool. Really does. He, he has, said, "I'm gonna slice him and no. dice him." Okay. <laughs> and I think he that's said, why I'm I a carry chef. a knife. I think that's why I carry a knife. He actually was a chef, <laughs> but go. he actually just has these. They're so big. They literally look like like. Like a like medieval yes like samurai he's waiting to slay a dragon out here and they have him and he has him in a case in his (laughs) office and he's like if anybody comes he would always tell me he would always tell me if anybody comes to this house and I was like he was protecting the castle. 
he was protecting right. the castle. He sure was. We were we were definitely his little princesses Aww. because he was definitely protecting the castle. That was that's very cute. That's actually pretty cool. But sweet. you know, going back to my story, that. like I was never exposed to these things. So personally, growing up, regardless of danger, because there still was danger in Iowa, I never went to guns or to weapons as my first thought and also my parents really growing up never had weapons never wanted to have weapons in the house and always um, taught me about just having faith in God and I'm by the way not one of those thinkers that I was mentioning earlier but I did grow up with that mindset and you know I had seen it through my own eyes that God did protect us from harm through prayer. And I actually have a testimony that I had shared with some some of the people already sitting here about a time where my family was at gunpoint, held at gunpoint by a very big crowd of people in Puerto Rico, helpless. And my sister and I witnessed a gun being held to my mom's temple and a gun being held to my dad's temple. And they weren't letting us go. These people, you could see that they were fully possessed by the devil because there was no grace, no love, no fear in the eyes of those people. Right. And you can see like the rage. You could see the rage in their their faces and they weren't they weren't having it. Um, You know, in this situation where we were basically circled by a bunch of people with guns, I thought that was the end of it. But through prayer, and, and it only took one prayer, you guys, and this is not the situation for everybody. This is simply my testimony and my sister's testimony. We were able to get out of that situation simply through prayer. This is not to say be stupid. This is to say that God does provide and God is there for us. When my sister prayed, because she was the only one that prayed, we figured out during that time, those men and women holding those guns, dropped their guns instantly and started apologizing to us. It was like a flip of a switch. We had never seen anything of that sort before. We had never experienced anything of that sort. But with the flip of a switch, with one prayer to God, they were done apologizing to us and let us go. And this, and these were gangs. These were people that were telling us to get out of the car to start walking into this dark alley with bad intentions to harm us. And only through Christ were we able to get out of that situation. Because guess what? My dad was not caring. I wasn't caring. My sister wasn't caring. And my mother wasn't caring. Of course, once again, this is not to say be stupid. However, when I did move to Texas and I started meeting new people, I started to open my perspective on how God really does provide different sources to us in different, you know, ways to protect ourselves. And um, at first I wasn't comfortable with with the idea, number one, because of my experiences, and number two, because I was never, I never grew up in that environment. Like, I had never really seen anybody carry a gun. So, you know, there are different perspectives and people that only lean on certain things because that's the only thing they have and the only thing they know. Now, um, you know, meeting Ryan, even, we had conversations about should 
the man be able to protect his home and have like guns and all these things. And I, I, I'm going to be honest, I was against it because I, that's the only thing I knew until I started to realize that, you know, it's not what I thought and that perhaps it isn't only for harm, but also to protect. So, um, that was just my perspective. That's really good. You really wanted him to hear a, uh, go, go fight them type of stuff. <laughs> no, honestly, I didn't even know what to do. I simply was just scared of guns and I didn't know, you know, how to deal with them. So, I mean, and that's a common thing when there are people who have a, a negative view of guns. Yeah. It's just because they've only been exposed to it in a negative way. And that's why it takes you, you know, expanding your your horizons as they say and you know just being familiar with it or getting to know what they are because that because then you realize it's just a machine it, it's just a piece of equipment and what really matters is who's behind it yeah for sure very That's very true it's so important that you go to like people go to classes and you're in the right mindset because you can very easily just become so reliant on it that at any Anytime you lose your temper, you're looking to pull out your gun. And I think that's what you have to be very careful of and just like letting your anger get past you and letting your emotion get the best of you. Mm -hmm. I think that's just such a powerful testimony of the power of prayer because, you know, their prayer is powerful and we can rely on it as well. But like you said, at, at the same time, um, we do have these different methods of self-defense that can be helpful as well. Because for me, we didn't, I didn't really grow up around like guns like that either. I'm originally from Wisconsin and then my dad's side of the family is from Jamaica. So we have machetes in our house, but um, <laughs> not really guns. Island so it's girl. another weapon, but, um, but we didn't really have like guns or anything. And I will say like your environment does play a big part in that because when I did move to Texas and saw a lot of people with guns and that's like more normalized here it just opened my horizons more of just like different forms of weapons I don't it's think a, I was ever it was a shock factor at first though because it was yeah, for me it wasn't that much of a shock because I was never like against having mm -hmm. a gun I just okay. never thought about I just never really thought about myself having one got if it that makes sense got like, it like I wasn't against it but I never thought about myself having mm -hmm. it Got it. But yeah, darling, do you have anything to say about it? I feel like, cause you, yeah, you kind of have to say something because you're really the only one. And the know. reason why I had to share this is because I know that there's people out there that, you know, have been raised the same way that I have or my sister has. And we're not all done with that mindset. We're not all done with, you know, thinking this way because some of us will still continue to want to live without it. Right, and I'll say right now that I'm one of them. Just call me by name because I'm one of those people. I am not a gun person. Maybe it's because of the way that um, it was introduced to me in a negative way. Maybe I just don't trust anyone, you know? Um, the Bible doesn't say always to trust every single person you meet. On the contrary, it says don't, you know? But... I think, you know, I think that's just me. And I think if there comes, if it comes to the point where I need to carry, I need to carry some sort of thing. I mean, like, I'm not against self-defense, but just guns specifically. Like, if it comes to the point where 
I need to carry or if my husband needs to. I guess that's just a conversation that we need to have. I guess I just need to really think about it because I'm just saying like I haven't really thought about it like that. Like this is I've been here for like four years, but it's still kind of new to me. It's still yeah. kind of fresh. It's it's not something that I can get used to just yeah. overnight, you know. And that's so understandable automatically. because yeah. I was introduced to a different perspective through Ryan. Because if not, I would have still probably been in the mindset of no, never. Like, that's a completely foreign thing to me. Yeah. So, like, it's completely understandable. Yeah, I don't think you have to. I mean, I don't think everybody has to do the same thing and it's agreed to carry a gun and be comfortable with it. Like, even though I'm okay with guns and people carrying it and I wouldn't, like, I ideally would want to, like, you know, start going to training and get my gun license and everything like that. However, I have not done it yet and I think there's just still, honestly, for me, it's probably still a little bit of fear. Like, to me, I'm just, like, thinking, like... Like, even though I have, like, knives and stuff that I carry, like, just in case as self-defense, I'm just, like, I don't know if I fully trust myself to not act on my emotions. And to me, guns are a big responsibility. A lot of people don't treat them as a big responsibility. A lot of people do, honestly. Um, Like, the guys here, like, they treat it as a big responsibility and have gone through, like, classes and try to, you know, go to gun range and, you know, you know, sharpen up on their skills and everything like that. But, like, for me, it's just, like, I think I'm a little hesitant of actually, like, fully committing and going out and buying one and taking all the classes because I'm just, like, I don't know. Because once I have it, it's, like, oh, that's a lot of pressure. I like what you just said because it's honest because I feel the same way. Like, you're not even alone on that because it's just, it's a huge responsibility, to have that in your hand and Mm -hmm. you see all the time all the time people misusing that responsibility because of whatever reason because they thought their life was at risk because of all other sorts of reasons that I won't get into today but I don't ever want to be the person that's looking at somebody else's family and having to apologize because I misread something or I misjudged or I did all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's a big, it's a big deal. Like those are deadly weapons. And I feel like, of course, like self-defense and of course, like I can understand why people carry and I can really understand why people don't. But for me personally, I just don't know. I don't know if, if I would feel comfortable making that choice because I think I would just end up freezing under pressure to be honest with you of being like should I where should I shoot them I don't want to kill them I you know what I'm saying like it's a lot it's a lot of pressure too yeah for me I mean you know I I agree with a lot with a lot of y'all like it is a really tough decision just personally you know I think self-defense is a good thing like you know it's smart not only self-defense of yourself but defending others especially of your family you know, to be the man of the household, you want to protect your wife and your kids. And when when I think about that, the best way to do that is to have a gun. Like, you can have knives and stuff, but obviously that's not as effective as a gun. Um, and, you know, people feel different types of way about that because there is a higher chance of you possibly killing the attacker in that, in that stage. But, 
you know, personally, personally, I would do my best. Like we talked, like we talked about, it's a it's a hard like process when it's so short of like they're attacking you. You're determining, oh, am I really in like in like this much danger to where I should shoot them in the chest? You know, like you do your best, but in the moment you just have to. You just, I just feel like I just trust that God knows my heart, and my heart isn't that I truly want to kill this person. It's that I just truly want to protect myself and my family, and I feel like I feel like God understands that. So, and a big way to you know handle what y'all are talking about is just being exposed to it, because that's really what it takes is being exposed to it. I know this because I've seen it. I've had friends who like, no, no, I'm, you know, deadly afraid of it. And then once they actually get exposed to it, their whole understanding and fear of it goes away because it's no longer an idea. It is no longer uh, all these bad things. It's just an object. And I, and I say that to, you know, any other girl, girl listeners, especially them, especially the girl listeners, because, I mean, <laughs> I've been hearing a lot of stories from from people in this podcast and it's scary just i'm uh it's scary to hear that girls are going through that because i knew it's a thing but the way they're talking about it it's like oh it's just a tuesday night type of stuff. no and that's how it is like with women just like a normal it's, tuesday night. it is like being being followed and like feeling feeling that that stress and anxiety walking even to your car or even after the podcast if if Kyriakis wasn't here with me and my roommate me walking up to my apartment you know the the amount of of times that you have had instances actually occur as a woman it almost it is normal and it's so sad that it is normal but that's why it's so important to know have a proper plan on how to protect yourself and I think that also, with that being said, with the judgment thing that Ryan was talking about, you need to be in tune with the Holy Spirit in those moments as well, to be honest with you. Because the Holy Spirit will give you wisdom on what to do, I believe, in any circumstance that you are facing. And if you truly, in your secret place, learning the voice of the Holy Spirit, even though you're going to be under a lot of pressure, a lot of a lot of pressure, a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety in that moment, I believe that the Holy Spirit will, you'll still hear that voice mm-hmm. of here's what I need you to do. And he will protect you and he will be with you through that process, even if that means that it's going to be a court case or even if that means that unfortunately someone had to um, pass away during that time. Mm-hmm. Like, I know Dallas and Houston are, like, extremely big with, like, human trafficking. So, ladies, I want y'all to go Grand Prairie, too. Wow. The Park Small literally is one of the top places for human trafficking. I've had multiple friends, and I've literally seen, like, times where, like, where like people almost got taken up even like people who work there my friend used to work there and she um long story short she got off her shift and there was something like on her tire or something like that and she was like she knew 
You know what I'm saying? Because you have, we have read these stories and all that stuff, but basically what they do, they give, they put something behind your tire or something somewhere so they can distract you so you can go and get it. So you have to take something off. And at that moment, that's when they come and get you. You know, they can place it mm-hmm. on top of your car windshield or even a bottle under your um, tire. So when you hear that pop, you start wondering what's going on. Going yeah. on. And a then lot you of get times out. they also put like bottles of honey on top of your car so you can mm-hmm. like take it off and yeah. distract yourself. Like an open bottle it. of honey upside down. Like there's yeah. a lot of tactics that they use that we're aware of because this actually happens here um, or something on your windshield. It's pretty crazy that we're talking about this. So I remember a story uh, back in my old church. There was a, a missionary girl that came over and started talking. And I forgot what country it was in, but um, it was late at night and she started walking. And sure enough, she saw a guy like, you know, 100 yards. And she was walking that distance. She, she's like all alone. She's like midnight. And she's like, oh, my gosh. So she prayed and said, Lord, please protect me. And so the moment... They walked past each other, or he was staring at her. He was like, he kind of like had a shocked face. It was like, and just walked away real fast. And like 30 minutes, 30 minutes goes by, and out of nowhere, he attacked a girl and raped her. And he was, and she looked at his face, so she knew who he was. She was able to tell the cops who he was. She's like, hold on. While they're arresting him, she's like, hold on. She walked over and said, how come you didn't do that to me? And he goes, well, it was crazy. When we walked by, there was like six, two, six, five guys right behind you. No, that's, that's good. That shows just like, you know, just, you know, pray and do the best you can to protect yourself because God can still protect you, obviously. But, yeah, it is it is scary out here sometimes because, like, you'll see it on TV and then, honestly, you'll meet, you'll have encounters yourself. Like, it, it can be scary as a female. And I know sometimes there's, like, some girls who are like, oh, no, you just got to stand your ground. Like, you just got to blah, blah, blah. But I'm like... There, to me, that's not realistic because the at the end of the day, the yeah, at the end of the day, like, there's body frame differences between guys and girls. Like, that's just a fact. Like, we're easier to snatch up, honestly, that's into true. overpower. And God forbid that happens. Like, but it's just the reality. Like, that's just how we're made. So you just have to be very careful and very vigilant. Mm-hmm. If they act crazy back, you better f- figure out something fast and run because you are not about it, okay? I understand, you know, I got my knife and I'm going to act like I'm about it. But if they actually, if they look at me and they're like, all right, let's do it, all right, <laughs> I got to figure out Never something. Mind. This is just a tactic. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not a. It's crazy at this night. because, like, us dudes just be walking down in Dallas at 3 a.m. Hey, and guys get kidnapped, lie, too, lie, though. Chilling. Yeah, but I could never <laughs> imagine just being, like, I, to me, that's so crazy to hear you say that. Because I literally, that's always in my mind. It's literally always in my mind. Even earlier when I was taking out the trash, in the back of my head, I was like, I just think, like, naturally, like, if someone's around the corner, what would I do? Yeah. Like, you have to like, be prepared you ha- at you all You are prepared times. in every circumstance naturally as a woman because of the things that you go through. And it's so crazy to hear that, like, 
you just be like, oh, you're chilling. Like, woman, mm-hmm. like, I feel like now, because of the things that we've been through and because of the circumstances that happen in the world every single day, even here, locally, mm-hmm. it's like, it's engraved in our mind to be prepared and to be on guard every single second. Yes. And even, it's exhausting. Even to the point, <laughs> even to the point, like, this has happened in so many occasions with my sister, if I'm with my sister, if I'm with a friend, or if, if I'm with my mom. And it's crazy because we're only doing this to protect ourselves, even if something weren't to happen. It's just, you know, discernment and also trying to be wise. Um, But even if it's like a restaurant full of just men, we're not going in. Yeah. If it's, um, let's say, a gas station, just a couple guys, too many guys in there, we're out. And like literally the other day we wanted to go to, uh, John Lee and I wanted to go eat tacos somewhere. And we looked in and we literally said, oh, we can't be here. There's too many guys. And we left. And there was also a situation with my mom literally a few weeks ago where we went to go to another taco shop and we realized there was too many men in there and we decided to leave. Like simply for the sake of protecting ourselves, even if those guys were not bad or had bad intentions, which is kind of sad because it's like, you know, prejudging them. Yeah, and I would add like, even if you're not, even if you're not a girl, like you should always like know your surroundings. Like when you're going places, of course. you know, whether it be at the gas station near your house or, you know, you're walking at night in the city, like just be, you know, vigilant, like looking around, like seeing, oh, what's up in front of me a hundred yards? What's behind me? You know, a hundred yards. Let me, let me take a peek. And when you walk down an alley, is there anybody down there? Just be prepared. Just like how Casey said, because, you know, we can live our lives and have no issues, but it only takes one time. Mm. You know what I mean? So just always know your surroundings. Always be prepared. Have a plan. You know, if you don't carry, just know what you're going to do if that situation does arise. So to end it, all the females listening to this, I want y'all to get a Glock 23. All right. No, but really, Everyone. but really, have take a plan. A, have a plan. Take a self-defense class if you need to. Um and just overall, overall, of course, just be directed by the Holy Spirit. Directed by the Holy Spirit, listening to what he says, and be, yeah. Glock 23X, um, there's Ruger. This dude over here, cut the cop, cut the podcast, cut the podcast. Follow us at the After Service Podcast. Remember to drop an orange cat emoji. Yeah, Ruger, the th- Ruger 380, that's a really easy one. Tell me. No, you mind your business tea, and drink bro. your I water. The tea. I don't a want gallon tea. a day. Look, yo, You're supposed I, to be drinking half your body weight in fluid ounces at look, least. Y'all. Do you need a secure and functional website with a design that represents you? The internet is the new public square. So whether it be a business, a church, a blog, or anything else, people are going to look you up. What will they find? Get a free consultation with Sam from S. Vongor. With packages starting from as low as $200. Design results at svongor.com. That's spelled S-V-O-N-G-O-R.com.